let's take a walk down memory lane. Do you remember when you got your first acceptance letter to post-secondary? That rush of excitement that came over you as you opened the mail and read, congratulations, welcome to Joe Schmo U. Congrats. You complete the hardest part, which is just getting into a school. What about your tax returns? You keep hearing about how you can claim your tuition on your return, how your parents keep asking about how much they can claim, and also wondering about getting a part-time job to make ends meet. You also wonder if there's anything you might be overlooking since you've never really done a tax return before. So that brings me to your question for today. As a student, what do I need to know about my taxes? Welcome everyone to our third Canadian taxation episode. This is your host Gaetano and with me is my co-host Joey, also known as Joe Tax. And today we'll be looking at income tax considerations for post-secondary and beyond. Now, you're probably going to hear some squeaking and barking in the background. My little free friend has a new toy and is just ripping it apart. And unfortunately, it has a squeaky toy in the middle of it. We did not know this when we bought it. So that's perfectly fine. We thought we were going to end up having guests coming on in a couple of weeks, but there's no problem with having a little furry friend as a guest this week, right, Gaetano? Not at all. I just, I had to kick him out because he keeps biting at my heels. He's so desperate for attention today. And it's like, go. Sounds like you <laughs> on a regular day. Ha, huh, thanks. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. That's just more of a warning because you're probably going to hear some noise in the background. He might even hit the door. Wouldn't be surprised. But back to today's episode, we are going to be looking at post-secondary uh, considerations uh, for tax. And the things we're going to be covering in today's episode, uh, and this again, if you are or were a post-secondary student, it's probably going to be applicable to you. So first thing, what should you know about filing? Second thing, what slips and documents do you need to complete your tax return? And finally, why you should file a tax return. One of the key reasons we really thought that this would end up being something that's relevant for a lot of people within our age group, and then also additional people who would be going through post-secondary right now, is that when we got to the point of having to do our own tax returns or getting to university, we really had no idea what was going on. Being on the other side now and even filing tax returns for individuals in this age group we really see like what goes into a tax return and what you should really end up considering when you're looking at your taxes. So what we're going to do is list out from a federal perspective, all of the most common slips and documents and information you will need to prepare your tax return. And again, provinces might and territories, they might have different ones or different documents. We will not be focusing on that. A lot of them do overlap with federal, but just for simplicity's sake, we're going to look at it from a federal perspective. It does apply to the majority of students, and it's just things we wish we knew in our first couple of years of university, and hopefully this can help you save a few bucks, because every bit of dollar that goes, every bit of dollar, every bit of cash that goes back in your wallet, it's a good thing. Every bit of dollar. Every bit of dollar. <laughs> every bit of dollar. I was very broke all throughout university, so if I had someone else who was kind of in my corner just helping me save a few dollars along the way, that would have been absolutely great to making sure you know I didn't end up walking into a grocery store with $3 in my pocket and milk costs three fifty, which unfortunately did happen one time. So this is just really to help set people up for success. First things first, what are the things you should know about when you're filing? Well, Joey, I guess how would you start it off then? I think the very first thing that people should know about is whether or not they had tuition in the year, which if you're attending post-secondary, I can guarantee that you ended up having tuition costs. The first thing that you should know about tuition is that you can end up claiming tuition as a tax credit, meaning that this will reduce the amount of taxes payable that you have in the year, so long as you end up claiming the amount as per your T2202. 
which is the statement for what your tuition would end up being reported on. This will end up being issued by your university. So let's say Joe Schmo U that you attended for eight months of the year, they would end up sending you a T2202 for that amount of tuition and the period that you were actually a student for. And it's the same for colleges and other post-secondary institutions. We just use the word university because that's what we went through for accounting. But every post-secondary school does offer this slip. We would also note, too, that additional courses that are just kind of taken outside of just the regular post-secondary institution can also end up being eligible for tuition claims. But it would end up being on that institution to either issue the 2202 or issue you a similar statement so that you can end up claiming these tuition credits on your return. So if you ever went back to school to you know, get an extra credit, maybe boost up your resume, try and get a promotion, that's still education that you have to pay for, and there's a chance you can claim it. So you know, follow up on it. It can save you a few bucks, and that's the whole point of this, right? Exactly. So the next item that we're looking at is whether or not you received any grants or scholarships in the year. This is different from loans, as loans would end up being repayable amounts. Grants or scholarships are usually cash items that would end up being distributed to you for which the issuer just doesn't want their money back. They see enough value in what you're doing or, you know, the grades that you got, whatever organization you got it from, that they're saying, all right, here's a thousand bucks. See you later. And that's about it. If you're a full-time student and you receive a scholarship or a grant, the full amount of the grant or scholarship would not be taxable. Now, in the case that you're a part-time student, usually it's a $500 amount that would end up being exempt from tax so that the remainder would end up being taxable. So in the case that you had that $1,000, $500 of it would not be taxable and the remaining $500 would be a taxable amount. And then finally, if you're no longer a student, but you end up receiving a research grant for something, say you're working for a university and you're not a student for that semester, but you receive a research grant for the research you're conducting, that amount would be a taxable amount. That's a lot less common than the first two, but it does still happen here and there. The next thing you want to look at is, did you work in the calendar year? So if you did, and this is very common for anyone who worked, you should receive a T4 slip. And this is a statement of remuneration. It shows you how much you were paid to work. I know it's a fun word, Joey, remuneration. I love hearing you say that. I know I just have a way with words. Uh, but <laughs> that statement will show you how much you made in the year. It'll also tell you how much income tax was withheld off of your paid distributions. And this might sound very familiar. We did talk about this in our last taxation episode on salaries and payroll. This statement shows you how much you made and how much was withheld, as well as some other info that we covered. It's still a really important info to have for your return. In the case that you end up having tuition credits in the year and you ended up having tax withheld on your T4 slip, you're most likely in line for a refund within the year. So it's definitely worthwhile to end up filing your taxes. Now, Gaetano, I know I had a whole bunch of just kind of Joe jobs throughout. Like I worked for Movers. I worked for Toys R Us for a little while. I even ended up just doing setups for different banquets and stuff like that for a university's campus center. Are there any jobs that you kind of had throughout university just to make ends meet? Yeah, I, I actually worked two jobs at a time in the summers. I had a, a day job in an accounting firm and then uh, an evening job at a banquet hall. Yeah, so between those two, I had T4 slips for each. And thanks to those uh, jobs, I would have had a large tax bill, but I also had the tuition credit, which thanks to that got me a, a very large refund and uh, definitely helped pay for a lot of school's costs. 
So it may seem like a bit of work to get the documents, but when you see that refund come in, it, it can be a large refund. It makes a very big difference into your financial situation. Definitely. So the next item that we're looking at is whether or not you ended up receiving payments from an RESP in the year. If you don't know what an RESP is, it's most likely you didn't end up receiving anything from an RESP. But what it is, is a registered education savings plan. This is something that a parent, grandparent, someone close to your family would probably have set up for you as a kid so that it can end up benefiting you once you end up going to school. These are amounts that are payments that would end up being made from the RESP to you for the purpose of post-secondary education. When it comes to an RESP, you would receive a T4A in the year of the receipt for the amount of income that you received. Let's just say, for example, in your last semester of school, there was an RESP that was put in your name for a value of $2,000. Your parents put in $1,500 of that and the fund grew by $500, meaning that was $2,000 total you received. This means that you would end up having $500 of taxable income that's reported on your return, but usually you have sufficient tuition credits that it just kind of wipes it out so that there's no balance due. So the big thing about an RESP is that your parents or whoever else set it up would put in after tax dollars. So any growth would be taxed in your hands later on. Now, for those who have not heard of an RESP or didn't receive one when they went through post-secondary, uh, it's like Joy said, it, it really comes down to a family member having started one for you, uh, usually when you're at a younger age. And it's a great savings investment vehicle to help pay for your child or your grandchild's education. It's a, an amazing vehicle. It made a very big difference for me. And I know that we'll be covering this in a future episode of our tax series because it can make a very big difference for your future generations. And that's the whole point of this again. So we'll cover that more later on. It's just, you know, if you did receive it, make sure you got that slip. The next item up has to do with student loans. Most people have to take one on when you finish the school. Joey, I know you can attest. You have to pay it with interest. It's not fun. The good thing, if there's anything good about this, is that the interest does provide you with a tax credit. The reason for this is the the government is providing you with loans and to kind of alleviate the tax burden, they will give you credit for any interest you pay in a calendar year. And then when you prepare the tax return for that year, you can claim the interest on it. Now, the loans do go through the National Student Loan Center, but I believe they get allocated out by the provincial bodies in each province. So there is a provincial and a federal portion. It gets blended together. So you're just going to have to look for the statement or the slip that they send you and look at how much you paid, and they'll give you that information. I don't think there's any easier way of breaking that down, Joey. I don't know if you've seen something from your end. I, I think you got it there. And the big thing is just really making sure that you're looking at whatever statement they have and kind of just taking that one number and plopping it into your return later on. So let's look at an example. Say you paid $1,000 on your student loans, and of that $1,000, $900 went to principal and $100 covered interest. That $100 would be the eligible portion for your tax credit. And because the tax credits are allocated at 15%, it would be the $100 interest times the 15% tax credit rate to give you a $15 credit. Now, that $15 may not seem like much, but most of us have student loans that were much more than $1,000. So the interest does add up as you pay it down on an ongoing basis. And again, a few more dollars in your pocket can never go wrong. Another item that we can look at is whether or not you ended up paying union or professional dues in the year. So a lot of these items might end up being more applicable once you're out of school. But I know, Gaetano, you were saying that you were unionized when you were working for a couple of your summer jobs along the way. 
this would be something that would potentially show up on your T4 or end up getting issued as just a statement at the end of the year. You can actually benefit from being able to deduct that from your taxable income so that you end up having a lower effective amount of tax that you end up having to pay or increasing the refund that you do. So this can be a payment to CPA Ontario for fees in myself or Gaetano's case, or in the case that you had to pay into the union as a result of your employment. And it's not just limited to CPA for accountants. A lot of professionals have these dues. I believe nurses have a professional dues to their organization. I know I've seen a few others for different professions. I think engineering, I saw one. So it just, you need to look at what career you're in. If you're a student and you're working as a co-op or a summer job, there's a chance you're paying these dues to gain the benefits of that membership. So definitely check it out. It saves you a few dollars. Again, everything's about saves a few dollars apparently. So, And the last thing that we would end up highlighting is whether or not you ended up making donations to a registered charity in the year. So now that's one thing that I always try and prioritize a couple of the different places that are near and dear to my heart are things like Movember and the Ottawa Regional Cancer Foundation. So I try and allocate a couple bucks that I can end up sending their way every year. This amount is actually eligible to be claimed as a federal tax credit with up to about $200 being eligible at a 15% rate. So you can end up having upwards of $30 of credits for a $200 donation. The last thing we're going to bring up, and this is special just for 2020 because of COVID, there is a potential that if you received the Canada Emergency Student Benefit from the government, you will likely receive either an individual or as part of an existing T4A slip showing the amount of benefits you received in the 2020 calendar year. This amount does need to be reported on your tax return. It is taxable. We do cover this in one of our special tax episodes on COVID. But it's still something we want to bring up just to make sure we're being uh, complete. Again, we're just giving you a quick recap now. What are the slips you should be looking for? T4 slip. This is your statement of remuneration or the simply put the employment income you got working in the year. I think it's a little easier if you just continue with employment income. Right, going, forward, going forward, employment income. Uh, T4A, if you received any grants, scholarships, payments out of an RESP account or the Canada Emergency Student Benefits, which again, just for the 2020 tax year, those will show up on a T4A. T2202, this is for your tuition paid and some related details to help you make the claim. A T5 slip, we didn't go into detail on this, but if you have a savings account or a checking account, you might've had some interest earned in the year. If you were lucky enough to make uh, more than a few bucks, you will probably have a T5 slip issued by your financial institution. And you will just claim that when you receive it on your tax return. I would say that I was very broke as a student, so I never really had any money just sitting around, (laughs) but this could be applicable for other people. So I I know I'm in the other boat. I did uh, receive a few of them. So just look out, see what you get, but make sure you include it if you receive it. There's going to be an official receipt of some sort for your loan interest that you paid doesn't have an official name, but you will receive some sort of statement about it. Uh, And then you're going to have any receipts you got for your charitable donations. Uh, A lot of them, at least all the ones I received, they've been through emails now. Everything's uh, online. So check your inbox. You probably have one from when you made the donation. And they probably send you another one in early 2020 or early calendar year in general uh, as they prepare their books. Uh, Just keep that, claim it, get a few dollars uh, for your taxes. And then finally, your professional dues or union dues might be on a T4 slip. It might be on a separate statement. But if you know you're paying those professional fees, just look to see if you claimed or you can claim it with a slip and you're good to go. 
So Gaetano, one of the things that I always really found kind of funny is that you and I both ended up going through accounting courses. We ended up taking accounting as our majors and didn't even really know how to do our own tax returns until probably third year once we took our first tax course. Yep. So for any of you who are still feeling kind of just overwhelmed and thinking only accountants know what they're doing, we can attest to the fact that even we didn't really know what we were doing until later on in our degrees. This can be something that's a little more complicated than just putting together your slips, but we're just hoping that the information that we're putting together for you is making this a little easier for what you should be looking for. And it's definitely not impossible to learn. It's true uh, for the tax courses for us, they definitely explained a lot of what we were doing. I do know that I learned a good portion of this on my own through my parents, and this was before university. It's not impossible. It just takes a bit more time and definitely a lot more frustration, but it is possible and it, it can save you a lot of money, especially when you do your own tax return. So the last part of today's episode, we're going to answer the question why you should file a tax return. Like what are the benefits other than potentially getting a nice refund every year in undergrad, <laughs> Joey's parting in the background. Yeah, I guess we, I, both of us received refunds throughout our undergrad years. Definitely made a big difference in our financial situation. But there are other benefits to it. And we're going to go over the three main ones we want to focus on. The first one is that by filing a tax return, you can claim all the income you actively earned to generate RSP contribution and deduction room. Now, if you don't recognize RSP or RRSP, don't worry, we will be covering this in an upcoming tax episode. But for now, what you need to understand is that by actively working, in a given year, you generate room that can help you with your retirement savings down the road. It may not seem like a lot. I mean, part-time jobs in high school, they may not seem like much, but I can tell you from personal experience, I filed my tax return every year that I worked and I generated a lot of contribution room from those years. And it's made a very big difference in my potential projected for retirement. Trust me, you'll thank us later. Just keep that in mind. And even if you don't necessarily have the room available or the cash available to make those contributions now, it can end up speeding up your actual retirement age when you're getting close to being able to retire and thinking, okay, I have this room now, I can end up retiring today, or, well, I didn't have that room, so it's going to be pushed out a few more years. Another item that we would end up looking at is your tuition credits. So we talked about what you need to be able to claim tuition, what it actually means when it comes to reducing your taxes payable. But why should you end up filing a return if you're going to end up having just no balance due if tuition was the only thing that you had in the year? Well, in the case of tuition credits, they need to be claimed in the first year that they were incurred. So example, when you went to school in 2020, you should claim the tuition for the 2020 year. And then they can be carried forward if you don't have enough taxes payable that they actually benefit you in the year. So let's say, for example, you ended up having $10,000 in tuition, no taxable income, so no taxes payable. That $10,000 isn't necessarily just a wash in the year. It means that $10,000 can be carried forward to a year in which you have taxes payable so that you can reduce your taxes payable and hopefully get a refund in that year. Now, another benefit too, and I hear Winston is getting all excited in the background now too. You can hear that, can hear that eh? <laughs> I can definitely hear that. Another item that you're looking at too is that you can actually transfer a portion of your tuition to a parent or guardian in the event they financially helped you out in the year. So I know for myself and Gaetano included, our parents both helped us out. And every year I would transfer the maximum of the $5,000 federally to my dad so that he can claim a tuition credit for the assistance he provided in the year related to tuition. And the last item that we're looking at is that the carry forwards can be applied to future years. 
So this can end up saving you taxes in years that you're no longer a student. So I know in my first year working as a professional and use professional loosely because everyone's <laughs> just got imposter syndrome with it. But when I was a professional for my first year, I didn't actually attend school for that calendar year, but I was actually able to use tuition credits from previous years to reduce my taxes payable and end up getting me a bigger refund in the end. The last one we want to focus on has to do with government benefits. Now, there are those that are paid out by the federal government, and there's also some that are paid out by the provincial governments. We're not going to go into details on the provincial, but what is important to know is that when you do file your tax return, each level of government has a different calculation of what cash they will give back to usually young professionals or young adults who haven't really made a lot of money to try and help them pay their bills. So an example is the GST, HST credit. I think that's something most of our age group has received. It's paid out quarterly, so four times a year, and it's based on your tax return filing. So the lower income you have, the more you generally receive. It's really important you file a tax return every year because this credit, as well as other benefits that the government pays out, is based on your reported income and taxable income and other information in the return. So by filing your return, you actually get a lot more money back than you'd expect. I received it every year. I, I don't know if I'll receive it next year, but it definitely was nice to have a few hundred bucks coming back every year. And just by filing your own tax return, you're actually taking back money that you would otherwise just be leaving on the table. Exactly. So now that we've gone through these items, I think we're ready for a couple of key takeaways here, Gaetano. Let's sum it up. So you should claim your tuition credits in the year they are incurred. So again, tuition paid in 2020 per the T2202 you'd receive for the 2020 year has to be claimed on your 2020 personal tax return. So a lot of 2020s there, but we're trying to drive the point home. If you can use all your credits, then CRA will keep a record of how much you have available to carry forward, and you can then use in the next future tax year or tax years going forward. You'd end up seeing this amount reported per your notice of assessment, or you can actually go into your CRA My Account and find items like this, your RSP contribution room, your slips for related tax years, stuff like that. The next big takeaway that we're looking at is the fact that you should file your tax returns on a yearly basis. Like Gaetano talked about, you should end up filing so that you end up having those tuition carry forwards. But in addition, if you earn income or have tuition that you can claim, it's important that you file so that you can generate your RSP contribution room, receive additional benefits like the GST, HST credit, and other items that will only benefit you in the end. You should be on the lookout for the slips that you will receive for tax purposes, such as your T4 employment income the T2202 tuition paid, and many of the other slips that we mentioned. There may also be other slips that are relevant to you that just don't fall under the common student category. So keep your eye open. They should be arriving between February and mid-April, but keep that in mind. The last thing that you should know is that when you file a tax return, this can end up putting a few more dollars back in your pocket. And as we all know, that's a little more dough for the food fund, and I'm sure Gaetano would definitely love to have a couple more drumsticks in his freezer. Thanks so much for listening today. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to two random schmucks on the internet. If you liked what you heard, make sure to click the follow button here on Spotify to know when our new content drops. Give us a follow on the gram and check out our email address in the description above if you have suggestions for future content. If you're ready to take the dive into getting fit educated with your finances, we're here to help you through your journey. We hope you stay positive, test negative, and have yourself a great day. <laughs>